Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Not to worry, though. We'll be right back here on Monday. No more vacations. No more nothing. We'll be back. And we still have an hour. What do we have this hour? Gosh. One, do I see myself as leading in a secret society? Why doesn't Mexico just kind of hang on to the illegals? World War II stuff. What was it like to not bathe? All kinds of stuff is still to come on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Let's first do this. Jesse, it's to Mexico's benefit that Mexicans, more so than anyone else, come to the U.S. because of the money they send back. So why is Mexico aiding the import of illegals who won't be sending money back home? Well, let me explain something. Uh, uh, let me put a number on this. I would say 15 or 20 years ago, this, this, is, this is how it was. This is not how it is anymore. How it was was this. Uh, about 50% of the illegals who invaded our country were Mexicans. The others, my buddies all at the Border Patrol, I have a bunch of them there, they called them OTMs, other than Mexicans. About 50-50, okay? So half were Mexicans, half were OTMs, other than Mexicans. The updated numbers don't look anything like that at all. Are there Mexicans still coming here? Of course. It is not half of them. When people, when Americans traditionally think about illegal immigration, they think Mexico. It's Mexicans. It's Mexico. It's Mexicans. It's become so much more than that. Now that the world, there are two things that have happened. One, the Democrats took over the country. And because they're all communists who are trying to burn America down, they've pretty much announced to the world the border's open. Come on in, come on in, everyone gets to come in. Okay, so that's one big thing. We basically sent out an invitation to the world. That's one. Two, the the cartels, Mexican and further south, the cartels, they're all about money, right? These are not these are not people who really care about about morals or anything like that. It's only money. And so everyone knows the cartels deal in drugs and things like that. Well, there is a fact, a really, really ugly fact of life. It really has always been this way, and it still is this way today. And this ugly fact is slavery is a huge money-making business. This is not just a modern-day thing with all the people being trafficked there. It's not just uh, an American slavery thing. All the slavery, which that's the entire history of the world is slaves. Slaves here, slaves there, South America, Australia, Europe, Africa. It's slave. The slave trade is how man has treated other man, owning other human beings. It has always been ridiculously lucrative because if you're a human being who lacks a soul and you feel like you should be able to own other people, 
as if they're cattle. Let's just set all moral arguments aside. If that's what you believe as a person, that's insanely profitable. It's insanely profitable to own a human you can order to do whatever you want and not have to pay them at all. It's crazy. Uh, what's a, it's a simpler way I can explain it. Have you ever seen a profit loss sheet? If you're a manager or a small business owner or anybody like that, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't understand this, every business, large and small, they have all kinds of different pieces of paperwork where you can see how the business is doing. But one of the things you look at is a P&L, profit loss sheet. You want to know what the biggest, ah, that kind of hurts moment you have on virtually every P&L you ever read, if you ever become a business owner or business manager, it's the labor. You're always trying to reduce labor costs, always. It's not because you're some soulless monster who wants to fire people. You look at the P&L, oh, here's the money we have going out, here's the money we have coming in. What's the money flow? And the labor thing is always eye-popping. It's expensive to employ people and always has been. I don't want to pay producer Michael for his work. I want to chain him to the desk and tell him, do your work or I'll crucify you on the side of the building. It's incredibly cheap. Doesn't cost a dime. If you don't have a soul, you can do that. So two things happen. The communists opened up America's borders, and the cartels figured out that human beings, they're where it's at money-wise. You know there are many different cartels? Well, some of them figured this out earlier than others. There were some like the Zetas. You've heard of the Zetas. They've since split up. I'm not going to get into all the details. It gets very confusing, and I'm not the world's expert on it. But they really didn't traffic drugs at all. <laughs> it really wasn't what they did. They left that to other people. They were just about human trafficking. That's where the money is. So you have these two factors combined. There's tons of money in it for the slave traders. The communists want to burn down America. We have a marrying of two different goals here. This works out well for both of them. If you're a Democrat who hates the country, it works out well for you. If you're a slave trading cartel guy, it works out well for you and your pocketbook. And that's how it works. So for Mexico, what's Mexico dealing with? Well, here's the deal. Because most of these people are not Mexicans, they come from South America. They come from Africa, China. Every, they come from all over the world. Uzbekistan, you name it. These are slaves that come from everywhere, all over the planet. If you're Mexico, what you don't want to have to do is deal with these people. It's expensive to deal with illegal immigrants. If you're going to have to house them, even if you're going to treat them like crap, even if it's a, a big warehouse with uh, some bunks on the ground, that's expensive. It's expensive to feed them. It's expensive to deal with them at all. What you do not want under any circumstances is having to deal with these people. It only backbreaks you and your budget. So if you're Mexico, you have two choices, or you can choose one of these two options, or oftentimes they choose both. Boom, you stop them at your southern border so they can't get in, or if you can't do that, and there's all kinds of American pressure that will keep you from being able to do that, if you can't do that, just let them through. Shoot, guide them through. There's footage out there of Mexicans 
are the, the government, the Mexican government, guiding these people through with vehicles who have emergency lights and things like that. Hey, come on, the, bo- the border's this way. You just don't want them to stay. You want them to keep going through. It's in Mexico's interests to get these people out or keep these people out. Only the United States of America is run by people who hate the country so much, they actually want these people to come in and collapse the country. That's why Mexico does what they do. Illegal immigration, it it just breaks any nation. It breaks them. And also, remember... Mexico is full of states. I, I just call them states because it's easy to understand, just like America is. You know, America's broken up into states, so are Mexicans. So is Mexico. Well, a roughly half of Mexican states, you don't really need to think of them as nations. They're run by cartels. The governor is owned by the cartel. The cartel oftentimes is the government. The cartel is the police force. And I know this is hard for people to understand. The cartel builds the schools. If you're having a wedding, it's a cartel wedding. The cartel paves the roads. The cartel runs things there. And if the cartel decides they want a caravan of people coming through their area, that's something they can make happen. It's a really, really ugly situation. And this is part of my big issue when it comes to illegal immigration. My issue is not just the illegal immigration. It's how kind of hopeless I feel about it. Because I know, and I know everyone's going to disagree with me. No matter who your favorite candidate is, you'll disagree with what I'm about to say. I don't believe a single Republican running to be president of the United States of America actually has the stones to do what needs to be done. Because what needs to be done is ugly and it will look terrible on TV and the news will hate you and you'll probably be impeached for it. People coming into our southern border should be turned away at gunpoint at gunpoint you cannot enter our country and the people who are here you think you think that's bad the people who are here should be arrested and deported in mass buses of them buses of them going across the southern border that's men women and children load them up and leave this must become a nation that is known to the world as being a place that is unwelcoming of illegals it must become known as that. And without that, we will never stop it. And I know everyone thinks, no, my guy will deport him. Lies. I've never seen it. If, if, if your guy starts really deporting them in mass, really doing it, and stopping them at the border, he'll be the first. Let me know when the first one starts. All right. A secret society. Should I lead one? Am I going to? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember... You can still email me. We're still live. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right. Let's get to as many of these as I can get to because I'm a little bit behind. I've tried to be fast. I've really genuinely tried to be fast tonight, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm losing my mind. (laughs) Dear Jesse, do you ever see yourself in the future leading a nationwide anti-communist secret society? I don't know that I'm going to be leading anything. I think this is kind of all of us. Uh, I will say this. If it's a secret society, then we lost. So I hope not. I, I don't want to have to do things in secret. 
You shouldn't want the things you want in secret. We should stop being so quiet and secretive. And I understand what you're saying. That's no insult to you. Uh, if if we get to the place, and I'm like, I don't think we're going to be here tomorrow, but if we get to the place in this country where we have to have a meeting in my basement, that's a bad place to be because that means we lost. Let's try to not get there. Let's try to not lose. All right. But look, I do have good news. If we do have to start a secret anti-communist society, we will be able to text and communicate with each other on our pure talk phones knowing that's being anti-communist. You see, I don't support the dirtball communist companies like Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. I don't pay those companies anymore. I used to. I admit I did. I used to pay them, and then they would take my money, and they'd go give it to Black Lives Matter, and they'd go give, hey, here's something for the Rainbow Brigade. I love you Why guys. Why Nope, no more. Pure Talk shares my values. Pure Talk, they're so pro-American, they do something no one else does today. They hire American. Americans, right here in America. When you dial Pure Talk here in a second, when you pick up your phone and dial pound 250 and say, Jesse, you will deal with an American. An American who actually speaks English. That's a wonderful company, man. And you save a bunch of money. And you don't sacrifice service. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Pound 250. Say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. That's what we'll text with on our anti-commie meetings. Dear bad man who punts small defenseless dogs from RVs. That's not what I did. You might use my name. It is non-Jewish listener Kevin. I saw a World War II vet say his first battle lasted 25 days. He did not have an opportunity to bathe or even change his underwear. My question is this. As a fighting man, what's the longest you went without a shower? And what happens to a man's body when he doesn't get to clean himself or change his underwear? Okay. I actually have one that's very similar to that. When we were invading Iraq, we get the word, and we hop in our Amtraks, and we go to invade Iraq. We thought that there was a good chance Saddam was going to gas us. And so we had what's called mop gear, M-O-P-P, P as in Paul. Don't worry about it. It's gas, gas mask gear. Not just the gas mask. It's, you know, top, bottom, everything. It's the works. It's called mop gear. At least that's what we called it back then. I don't know whether it's still called that today. It was called mop gear. Well, we didn't have to wear our gas masks all the time, although there were times where we had to put them on. We thought we were getting gassed. But we did have to have the top and the bottom on. That's essentially like wearing a ski jacket and ski pants over your camis. Now, you do remember when we went to war over there, right? It was freaking hot. It was March March 03, if I remember right. March 03. It was hot. And it got hotter. And we were there during the invasion, so there weren't bases set up. Like, they, like what you the Iraqi came to know afterwards was not like the one we saw. There were no bases, there were no facilities. It was their country. Saddam had it. We were invading it. We I, the mail couldn't catch us. We ran out of water and food a couple times. We were moving so fast and just fighting our way through the country. Well, we were also sweating our way through the country, and there are no baths, there are no showers. There are no facilities, nothing whatsoever. You're in a hostile country at war. Uh, I'm going to skip through most of this because it's pretty bad. I will tell you, 
on the days we got lucky, you would get a pack of baby wipes and try to wipe down, you know, whatever the, the necessary parts to wipe down to try to make sure you could stand the smell of yourself and make sure you didn't get sick. Remember, hygiene is part of health. Like you are, you need to clean yourself, especially important areas. You must clean yourself. And they knew that. So we would do that. You would drown your hands in hand sanitizer at the end of the day. Uh, I've never felt, by the time we got to Baghdad, because we started out obviously south in Kuwait, we got all the way up to Baghdad. It's as far north as we got, as my unit got. By the time we got to Baghdad, I was so disgusting. We were all so disgusted. Your body just feels uh, greasy isn't really a way I want to put it because when I say greasy, you feel like oh, you skipped a, you skipped a shower yesterday. It's almost as if there's a film, a thick film of filth on your body, and it's so gross. Your feet and everything, it's so gross. And I was in mortars. I was in mortar section. It was a squad, a squad to make it easy for you to understand. Ten people. Okay, ten men. Ten men. I want to put it in ways you can understand. And there were some Green Berets doing some stuff in Baghdad, and they needed a little extra security for their particular area. And Baghdad and the area they were in was kind of a subdivision. It looked very similar to an American subdivision. Baghdad isn't all mud huts, right? It was normal-looking homes. We lucked out in that my mortar section... We never got shoot our mortars in Iraq. We were just riflemen over there. They said, hey, come run some security for these green beanies for a couple weeks. We show up at this house, and there's a garden hose in the lawn that works. And I know that sounds like nothing to you. You've never seen a bunch of straight, grown men undress that fast in front of each other in your entire life. We set up security, and we were naked as a jaybird immediately now obviously we took turns like it's not the air force we took turns and the water was freezing and we didn't care someone scrounged up a bar of soap ice cold out of a hose and it was the greatest shower i've ever felt oh my goodness i could have went skipping down the road except then i probably would have been shot so there i have experienced it all right someone wants to talk to me about vivek Someone wants to talk about the Civil War, Vietnam. We'll be back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, man, we've, we've still got a half hour left. We've still got a half hour of Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jo- Dr. Jesse, can you walk me off the ledge? This is a Vivek guy. I'm a millennial Iowa voter. I'm seriously considering voting for Vivek. You and others I trust give me pause, though, when you call him a snake oil salesman. Here's my question. How bad can a snake oil salesman in the White House be? Do you think he might go commie on us once he gets there? If Vivek does flip and go commie, he'll lose his popular support, so on and so forth. What am I missing? If Vivek was a snake oil salesman... He'd be the same as basically every other president, right? And I think it's highly debatable that he's a snake oil salesman in the first place. Okay, listen. I have I have the same philosophy now that I've always had, at least when it comes to doing radio. And you will know this about me. I don't tell you how to vote, do I? Michael, have I ever told people? I don't tell people how to vote. Our problem is not you 
if you're somebody who votes differently than I do, like in this primary, if you're voting for a different candidate than I'm voting for, you're not the problem. You're involved. You're educated on the issues. You care. You have somebody you like that I don't care for. If you're leaning towards Vivek, if you like Vivek, brother, go vote for Vivek. And you don't owe me an explanation. I'm not in charge of you or anything like that. You don't owe me squat. I like that you're involved. I like that you care. If you're voting for Trump, DeSantis, whatever, you have your reasons. Vivek, I don't care. You cared enough to pay attention, get involved, and vote in a primary. If that's where your heart tells you to go, then do it. You, as an American citizen, have very, very little political power. I, as an American citizen, have very little political power. But your vote is the power you have. You don't give it away to anybody. Nobody. I don't care if I stood here and told you Vivek was the Antichrist. If you believe in Vivek and he's your guy, then get your butt out there and vote Vivek. I am not here to campaign and never will be on behalf of any man or any candidate. I don't do that because I don't believe we are a man away from being saved. We are generations of you and me putting in the work away from being saved. If he's your guy, then go vote for him. All I told you was my impression. I see a guy highly intelligent, highly charismatic. I see a guy saying all the right things, all of them, today, who wasn't saying those things a year or two ago. That's what I don't trust. And the reason I... The reason those things give me pause is unless you really, really believe once you get into the White House, which is not going to be in the White House anyway, but let's say he was. Once you get into the White House, your true beliefs are going to be the only thing that has a chance of keeping you from losing your way. That's the truth. If you don't really believe it, if it's a campaign slogan, this is what these people want to hear, and this is what they those people want to hear. Well, remember, yeah, the president's very powerful, very important. He's also under more pressure than anyone else. Pressure coming from everywhere, from his own staff, maybe even his own his own family. Media pressure, Democrat pressure, Republican pressure, pressure from the world. Remember, the life of a president is this. You have to pick up the phone and call one of your biggest campaign donors. He he bundled uh, $50 million for your last campaign, and he's very angry, angry with you. And you have to spend 10 minutes on the phone talking him off the ledge because he's threatening to withhold his support next time. By the time you hang up the phone with him, you have to get on, your, on the phone with a scheduled, with a scheduled call with uh, some big shot at the UN because you have to negotiate some deal over there. You have to hang up that phone call. Then it's press conference time where the media is going to call you the anti This is, and I'm not complaining for them. That's the job you try to sign up for. But that's the job of being president. Unless you have an anchor, a belief system that anchors you down, you're not going to make it, man. You're not going to make it. You're going to get there, and you're going to blow up. It's part of the reason, and, and, and this is I don't mean this to be 
as insulting as it's going to sound, but it's part of the reason Donald Trump lost his mind during COVID. It is. Donald Trump has a million policies I love and did a million great things I loved. He's a very good president for three years. Very good president for three years. But because there was no truly anti-government, limited government, that's not really who he is. And he doesn't pretend to be. So I'm not acting like he does. He doesn't act like that's who he is. But because there's no instinct, central instinct there to limit the government, well, a virus gets here. Surely the government should just take over and be in charge. You'll tell people what they can do and where they can go, and you're allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do that. You're anchor in the ground. You heard me ranting on the radio back then. I'm not Johnny come lately at this. Your anchor into the ground should be freedom. America's response as the land of the free should have been the freedom response. While the rest of the world was welding people inside of their homes, Americans who believe in freedom and live in government should have flatly rejected all of those. And the American president should have as well. But without that anchor, you go whichever way the waves are going. That's the problem. But look, your point is well taken. Okay, so we get another snake oil salesman in the White House. How's that different from any of the others? It ain't. And so again, that you're involved, that's all I care about. People think they're going to make me mad. Jesse, I'm voting for DeSantis. What do you think about that? Jesse, I'm all in for Trump. Does that make you mad? Jesse, I love Vivek. Are you mad about that? Man, I'm just happy you're involved. I don't need you to agree with me on every candidate and everything. That's a, In fact, I don't want you to. I And I'm not worried about that necessarily with you. I'm more worried about it with Norm. Don't ever be a lemming for somebody. No candidate, no radio host. You think for you. When I say something you disagree with, disagree with it. Don't sit there and, wow, well, if Jesse said so, he must be right. No, maybe I'm full of crap. Maybe you're right. Greetings, fellow Oracle. It's that American Indian professor again, and I'm about to start a new class. It covers the Civil War to Vietnam. Ooh, that'll be fun. As a world-famous author, historian, and cultured traveler, how's your advice? what is your advice on how I should teach the Civil War to my students? You can say my name. He said, he said this. It's Chris. Okay, listen. I, I know you already know this. You're a professor. Or I should say I hope you already know this. But life, when you're communicating with other people, it's not about giving them facts and dates. It's about storytelling, and it's about making them feel it. If I, was, if I was teaching a Civil War class, this is just how I would do it, I would say this. I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine having never left home, but you finally answer the call, you join the army, you go train, you find yourself in the woods one day with your friends, and boom, you get shot through the knee. And as you lay there in agonizing pain, there are bullets whizzing all around you. And then you begin to smell smoke. And then panic begins to fill your body as you realize there's a forest fire raging and it's coming your way. And you know you're about to burn to death. Of course you are. And that's a true story. Tell them stories, man. Tell them stories. All right? One more segment. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I'm excited for Monday, though. Monday's Medal of Honor Monday. Is that not the best Medal of Honor Monday? Remember, you can email Medal of Honor 
suggestions if there's one you like or even better if there's a friend family member family friend friend of the family those are probably two of the same things either way if there's one you enjoy you know email suggestions we have a backlog of suggestions and they're almost always good love me some medal of honor monday now i have a stack of emails here i told you to send them i'm gonna try to answer them so let me do this as fast as humanly possible you ready Buckle up and enjoy the ride. And now... Here's a headline. By go, you know the, you know the thing. Emails! We didn't get to. Dr. Euro Trash Jesse, did you carry while you recently traveled? If not, did you have other personal protection measures in place to deal with any unexpected threats? No, because of Europe's garbage gun laws, I did not travel. Now, I will also say... When you're as firmly ingrained in European culture as I am, they really look at you as one of them. And that's really what I went through for the most part. They really see me as a fellow European now, so I didn't feel in any danger. What, Michael? That, no, I'm not too tall, Michael. Look, it's all about, it's all about speaking their language, you know, da, 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 and it's things like that. So when you do that, they really, they really find it appealing. So no, I didn't carry. Yes, I always have, I've always taken steps to make sure I'm not unarmed. I'll put it to you that way. And always remember this. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, whether you're in very cultured Europe like me or anywhere else, same thing I told my sons over and over and again over there. Phones down in your pocket. Your eyes are your best weapon. Look around. Look around you. Say this again. I don't want to be America's daddy, but I'm going to say it again. When you're out away from your home, Put your freaking phone in your pocket. When you're walking down the sidewalk, walking through the mall, out in a crowd, put your phone away. I'm not being grandpa. Take away the phones. You you can't focus when you're looking at that freaking phone. Take your phone away. Hey, Men's Department of the United States Navy, thank you for your service to America, Marine. I just wanted to know if you're a trusty shellback of a Marine or not. Signed, trusty, trusty golden shellback squid paw. Okay, most people will not know what that means. I am not, but what a trusty shellback is, is I won't go into all the details. Crossing the equator, I believe it's the equator when you're in the Navy or a Marine on a naval ship, you, there's a ceremony. And it's a it would look ridiculous and sound ridiculous to anybody who isn't involved. There's marching. They make you dress up. There's... But it's a it's an initiation ritual. You did it. You crossed the equator. That's a trusty shellback. But I never crossed the ocean on a boat. Whenever we were crossing, we were always on planes. Hey, litterbug, Jesse. You know what? That's not very nice. That's not nice. I recall my eldest son will be driving, or uh, eldest son will be driving. And you said you intended to buy him the ugliest car you can find for him to keep him humble. Does that mean you will never let him drive your balding midlife crisis car? You know what? That's not very nice. Her name is Karen. And no, he's going to get a crappy car like kids deserve. Hey, European connoisseur of cream-filled desserts. Welcome back. My daughter's going to Scotland and Ireland this summer with her school. I want her to be as safe as possible. What are some steps you took so she can be safe? Knives and stuff like that are outlawed, I think. She will hopefully take pepper spray. All right. Uh, says I can say his name. His name is Ben. Listen, uh, I don't know what's allowed, so I want to make sure no matter what you're following the law, you don't want to get busted in a foreign country. But I will say once again, very hard to, for for 
younger folks to understand this, but frankly, it's everybody now. Put the phone down, put the phone down, put the phone down. You're out and about. I know she's going to want to take pictures with her friends, whatever. Pull your phone out, take a picture, and then put it away. Post it when you get seated at a restaurant or back to your hotel. Put your phone down. Her eyes are her best friend. Especially as a woman, women's intuition is incredible. That's how God made them because they're small and they have weak wrists. So he made sure they have better intuition. She knows when a place is bad. I have a, a, well, I'm not going to say who it is. I have a relative of mine I'm very close to. She's a woman. She travels a lot by herself. She will tell you immediately, I felt unsafe here and I, and I bailed immediately. A woman knows when she's in a bad situation. A woman knows. I don't know whether your daughter's a drinker. Tell her to back off of that. No booze on the trip or at least very little. Keep your eyes and her wits about her. Your eyes and your wits are your best friend. Also, again, I don't know the laws of the country. I will say this, though. Uh, roll of quarters. Doesn't hurt to have a roll of quarters. You ever get hit by somebody who had a roll of quarters in his hands? I have, and I've done it back. It hurts. That's one, two, a padlock in a sock. Goes right in her purse. Is it allowed? She better make sure it's loud and illegal. But if it is... That's a weapon. That's a weapon. Shoot, that'll brain you right there. A padlock and a sock might save your life. Just some things to think about. Brian wants, uh, this is from, wants to know if the communists in New York, in Europe, wore face masks. No, you rarely saw face masks where I was. I hardly ever saw them. Jesse, now that you've gone from white trash to Euro trash, I wonder, did your menu whispering skills work on your vacation? Well, yes, I did. I'm not the best menu orderer in America. I'm the best menu orderer in the world. It has nothing to do with being American or not. When I look at a menu, I see things that mortal people don't see. I just, I have this ability to look at a menu and what to order jumps off the menu at me. And I just know it. It's in, it's an instinct. Don't shake your head, Michael. It's an instinct that very few possess. I'm, I'm really the blessed one. Dear Dr. Jesse, is there a way to give the illegal border crossers a copy of the United States Constitution in Spanish? Would that help the illegals become anti-communists? No. These people don't care about the Constitution. We have to, I'm not going to say, not ever going to say we have to let the Constitution go. That's ridiculous. Our it's job wonderful. Is to be but we have to stop thinking about the Constitution as if it's a solution that we can simply hand it to people who have no affinity or loyalty to this country. Hey, here's the Constitution. Isn't that great? Well, well hold on. We put it this Buenos way. That nah, doesn't work for them at all. All right. You can email me. I will be back on Monday. Email address is jesse at jessekellyshow.com jesse at jessekellyshow.com put your phone down enjoy your weekend that's all with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.